0: Hey everyone, welcome to Ultimate Awesomeness Podcast. This is just me, Stephen here. Sadly, uh, my co-hosts disappeared on me for some odd reason. I really don't know what's going on, but I haven't got any messages from them for two weeks already, and I couldn't wait any longer. It's kind of disappointing because I was looking forward to talk to talk about Infinity War. And that didn't happen, so I guess I'm gonna have to look for new co-hosts eventually. And um, I didn't want to disappoint the viewers and never talk about Infinity War, so I decided to give it a chance and you know talk to my talk to myself about it, and meaning talking to you guys about it t- too. So. We'll see how this goes and see if we can actually do this. You know, Um, never did a podcast alone before and I'm going to try to do it this time around. So hope you guys understand and probably like it. So um, I'm going to be talking about some comic book news. Then I will talk about Infinity War and then I'll talk about. The comic books I've read this week and I'll also talk about my upcoming pull list for the next week. That's about it in general. So let's just start what we got here. The first news I'm going to talk about is Cable and Deadpool. They're going to have an annual this in sometime around yeah, sometime in August, August fifteenth, they're gonna actually have a annual, which is kind of weird because there is no Cable and Deadpool series, and just the series of annual and actual, without the actual series seems kind of weird to me. I don't think I've ever seen this happen before. It's, I guess, I could look forward to this. is by is written by David F. Walker, art by Paco Diaz. And the cover is by Chris Stevens. I I really do like David Walker as a writer. He's been writing pretty good series like Power Man, Iron Fist, and Cyborg. I really like those. And it looks like the synopsis is when Deadpool is hired to track a woman through time. He assumes it's your standard run-off-the-mill rescue mission. But time-hopping villains are are no joke and nothing's ever simple with mouth. the work of a mouth is involved. Enter Cable and the only chance Deadpool has of completing his mission without destroying the mainstream or the entire Marvel Universe. It looks interesting. I, it, It's kind of like the last series that was made from the Infinite Comics line that was made for Marvel Digital Comics. Deadpool does go travel back in time. Well, he travels forward in time and Tries to solve an issue that he kind of messed up in with Cable. That's... I think that was the gist of it. I don't remember it completely. But this looks interesting, I guess. I hope it will actually be good. So, I guess you guys can look forward to that. The next news is... There's more comic books for Hunt... The Hunt of War, for Roaring. Which is gonna get a little oversaturated with war rain once again Ugh, i really hate that and i'm i'm not i'm having hesitations of whether to consider picking up all the hunt for war rains because for this many titles just for a character to just come back alive it's really a little too much i don't know why they're doing this i guess Warring's a big money maker. He's a selling point, so let's just milk the hell out of him once again. <laughs> I really don't like that, but hey, Marvel's going to do what they want to do and money makes the business go around. There's not much known there's for these new the hunt for Warring titles they call it the dead ends. This will be a mini series focusing on Warring's history? Like we didn't know enough about Warring's history, geez. but hey it's gonna happen again so yeah we're gonna get more titles explaining worrying, coming back alive and everybody in the whole entire world has to interact with him when it's not really needed but hey it's gonna happen so there's more titles to look forward to in august not really looking forward to that i'll see if the first particular titles has been coming out this month are gonna be good, but if not, I won't be picking it up. So, next one is I'm gonna talk about the two TV shows that have recently been canceled, and one of them is Lucifer. I just found out on from Newsorama, it's kind of disappointing. Lucifer got canceled after three seasons, and I really love this show a lot. Honestly, I might be in the minority about of this, but uh. I think the Lucifer TV series is actually better than the comic books. I and I'm talking about the classic old, you know, Lucifer comic books that came out by Michael Carey. And I've been reading those, and I'm up to the f- to book number five, and I'm still not liking it. So I don't know. I'm not really into the hype of Lucifer, the original one. I don't like it necessarily. And my particular reasons why I don't like it is because. None of the stories about Lucifer. It's about characters that are in the world of Lucifer, and that makes no sense when your title of the character is called Lucifer. You might as well just call it something else if you're gonna talk about characters that's not even. I mean, they're barely interacting with Lucifer. Lucifer is mostly in the background, or he will just come in three or four issues and. He would do his little, I guess, hoo-ha, and just never appear again until, like, 20 issues. That's how bad it is. And the reason why I like the TV show is because you actually get to know who Lucifer is. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but it actually makes sense, too. And it's just... uh the human aspect of all these characters are actually shining and it turned out to be a really great show I noticed a lot of people at Fox did like it had good ratings and for some reason Fox canceled it and I've read that it canceled it just because Fox has a stupid deal with the NFL with the NFL for 30 hours Jesus Christ <laughs> but yeah for 30 hours Of just NFL football And I don't know how that's gonna work Especially when When Disney Buys I mean the the takeover of Disney and Fox Is officially done Which will be like around December I mean 2019 Um. So yeah So, I don't know how that's going to work. Kind of two episodes behind because I watched them on Hulu. I still need to catch up on it, so I'll get on that maybe tomorrow or someday, I don't know, when I actually find time. It's kind of disappointing that Lucifer is going to end, and they said it's going to end on a cliffhanger. And that is absolutely disappointing too. I was really looking forward to this show to have another season. And we're not going to get that. That's kind of disappointing. Another thing is, it's also been trending in Twitter. With the hashtag uh, SaveLucifer. For fans trying to save the show. And surprisingly, some celebrities are, you know, trying to want to save the show too. Like William Shatner, as I've read so far. Which is pretty interesting. Maybe this will work. But I really doubt it. Because... Shows barely come back from demand. The only show that I saw that came back recently was Book Nine 9. And they only came back because Universal actually owns that series. It's a licensed series from Fox. Me for Fox. So Fox was just holding it because NBC at the time didn't have any more slots for that show. So they put it on Fox just to have it there. And now that Fox canceled it, I guess... NBC had a way to pick it up, and the only thing that could pick this up maybe is is CW because CW is owned by WB and partially CBS, but um, it could probably be on CW like they did with Supergirl, or they might be some licensing constraints with Fox. Who knows? Or they hopefully, we'll put it on DC streaming service. I like I would like that too. And I honestly think that this this show acts, acts, acts like a CW show. It does have the heavy relationship drama. It's very soap opery, but it just has some supernatural elements. I really like that. It's not. It's actually a pretty good show to me. I just hope there'll be another chance for it. I don't know. It's kind of very disappointing. Okay, the next show that got canceled this week is Inhumans. So, um, it only got cancelled after one season. It was according to Deadline that ABC decided to cancel it. And I'm kind of disappointed about this. Because I was actually liking the Human series. I had a different opinion than everybody else in the internet world. I, I pretty much know about the Inhumans a lot. Um, I've been reading their comic book series. And... The characters were actually, they were exactly like the comic books. They weren't that different. I really don't understand what people are coming from. They actually did follow the characterization of each character. It looked like Maximus, yes, he was somewhat different, but it looked like he was going to turn to the character that we all know. It looked like they were setting up for that because he was a little... Uh, he had a big ego, which is what he has in the comic books, too. I just wanted to give him a reason why he would develop to one point to another. And I kind of did like that, because it kind of showed why he is the way that he is. And he's not just a one-dimensional, you know, I-want-to-do-bad-shit kind of crazy villain. Which is what he usually is in the comic books. And comic is often like that a lot because they're used to old nostalgic writing where a lot of villains were one dimensional and it seems is TV shows and, and movies actually bring that idea a little bit much better. I mean, they have done, they have given personalities to characters over the years, but I feel like TV shows and movies actually bring a better example of what humans are. To these characters and the one I did like the most was Car- Carniac he he really had an actual flaw and I like that because he made snap judgments and he was learning to actually become human and and in humans the comic books he doesn't learn that at all he's still a, a jerk face and he still makes assumptions about people and he's okay with that and that's ne- that is kind of a problem with that character in the comic books. I necessarily don't like that. And I kind of like they've him a bit better in the TV show. And I know the budget was... It was okay. It wasn't terrible what everybody's thinking. I really don't understand it. It was just... You know how usual budget was for television. It wasn't that bad. It was like a CW show. And that is what the budget is at for TV. It's not going to be movie level cuz that's too expensive. There's a difference why we have TV shows and movies. So the budget is never going to be the same. They will o- eventually, you know, technology become cheaper over the years, but movies will always have a higher budget than TV. That's just how it is. This thing you know, for one thing I actually think that this show was better than Gifted. Um cuz the problem with Gifted was that the drama the drama was all over the place. It was very drama heavy. And this show Inhumans was a little bit balanced at least. I think a lot of people had a a misunderstanding of the characters in Inhumans. They live in a different society. They they live in a society where there's a caste system and when you grow up in a caste system it's a little bit different than what you're growing up in now. So that's what they were trying to explain here and they did a pretty good job on that. They eventually learned how to be humans. They were basically inhuman, which that was a great way to explain that. I think they did a good job. I don't I disagree with most people on the internet. I think most people don't even know who inhumans are so I can't necessarily agree with the general population humans have a very small fan base. And... I guess... <laughs> it's kind of hard to actually start believing... Every single person on the internet... About Inhumans. I don't think they actually necessarily know the characters. Sorry to say. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. I wish ABC took the risk to give it a chance. Because it seemed like some people were actually still... Were liking the show too though. And I did see... Comments on YouTube where uh like that had inhuman reviews, and some people were actually liking the show, and they say it was getting better as the episodes were developing, and sadly, the ratings did not improve because people listen to other people on the internet, which gets a little annoying, but it happens instead of actually watching the episodes and see that it actually gets better, whatever. But um, yeah, I honestly thought that this was a good show. I wish it gave it another chance, but it looks like it won't happen. And I don't know what's gonna happen to these characters because uh, <laughs> and humans are not that popular. And I don't know if we're gonna see them again. Maybe they do a movie, or maybe I'm just hoping they they'll do a crossover with Agents of Shield. That would be a great idea. If Aegis of Shield gets another season, hopefully. And they'll do a crossover with humans and develop the characters even more. And that would be a great thing. Um and maybe it'll give it another chance. Who knows? It's just ABC is very strict with their things. And I think that's why Disney's making their own streaming servers to so probably mess I guess fuck them over. I don't know. I really don't know the basis of that, but I'm just Thinking that that's what it probably is. Because they did have a little argument about renewing Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. last year. And that was pretty interesting, I guess. And now I'm going to talk about the next two comic news. Which is Young Animal. DC's Young Animal. It's pretty much coming to an end in August. So they're going to pretty much end Shade the Changing Woman. Cave Carson has an interstellar eye. Mother Panic, um, Gotham AD, and uh, Eternal Eternal Girl, I me, mean, Eternity Girl. They only go leave Doom Patrol for some odd reason, and I'm surprised that's gonna stay because that title's been delayed, and usually when titles get delayed, they stop selling. So I'm surprised that that's even still going on. I love that series. I'm just surprised that it would still go on and not the other series. And I think the reason why these cancellations happened with Young Animal. Because maybe they weren't selling so well. And it's kind of sad. I was really enjoying all the series. I did enjoy Mother Panic until... Gotham AD but Gotham AD was actually Picking up pretty well it was a great Jump on Point for the character It was well developed even Much better and It had it's own like Universe kind of thing because She was in the future and I liked that um, But all these series Were pretty much great It had a great imprint I don't I mean, I understand why it got canceled, but I just wish it didn't. It was; They were all great series, and it's kind of sad to see it go. So they're all going to have six issues. So the end, the end points will be issue six, so they all be miniseries. And the only one that will be running is Doom Patrol. They said this is not the end of the line. It'll probably come back with more titles, but so far, these titles are going to be it for August. And that's really disappointing. I enjoyed each one of them. And I'm going to talk about another series that got canceled this week as well. It's, um, Batwoman from DC Comics. Yeah, it's getting canceled in August. I found out from Bleeding Cool. They they found out on an Amazon listing it reads that uh after her daily trip around the world hunting the infamous many arms of death fat woman returns to bristles the sight of her most brutal losses and memories as clock begins to tick on a new cycle of violence. Kate must overcome her haunted past to ensure her ter- terrorist foes don't begin new- in the new year. With a bang. And it's, it's only collecting issues 12 to 18. This is from the volume 3 apparently. It's from the trade paperbacks. And it does say it's a stunning conclusion to the series. It ends the chapter of Batwoman's history. So yeah, it's pretty much cancelled. And I'm kind of disappointed at that. I've liked what Mar- Margaret Bennett has done with the series. I think she's done a pretty good job. I know it's not as good as as the uh, first um Batwoman series with J. H. Williams. Um I actually like that series a bit more, but uh this one was pretty good. I liked it. It had a good um story arc with some new character called Saya. It was one of Batwoman's previous girlfriends. And it was pretty interesting. I liked the the dynamic with... What is it? Penny... It was Alfred's daughter. I'll just say that for now. Because my brain is not really working for me right now. Oh, it's Julia Pennyworth. You see, it gets there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Junie Pennyworth. It was pretty cool. And I liked her name was called Tuxedo One. Which I guess is kind of a bit of off-play to the Tuxedo Mask. Now it's also... I guess there's probably a nod there. Who knows? I really don't know. But it was interesting. And they... I didn't read the most recent issues. Been, I guess coming out, I'm two weeks behind the comic books as of late. But the most recent story arc was with her and... It was with Batwoman and Alice. And it's great to see Alice again. I really enjoy her character. And the previous Batwoman were run. I want to see more of her character. So. Let's we'll see what happens with that. And. It was a good run. I, lo- I enjoyed it. And it kind of sucks. It's not going to. Be on anymore. I knew the cells were pretty. Bad. Because you know. Batwoman isn't a popular character. As of yet. I know she has a fan base. But it's not really that big. So this character's is not going to really make a sales point. I mean she got. She f- got canceled pretty much twice already so i don't know we'll ever see her again maybe we will maybe we won't who knows i know so far we've seen her detective comics and she's been going batwoman has been pretty much great in that run too so i guess she only works as a teen character who knows okay so i'm pretty much done with um comic book news and now i'm going to be talking about infinity war i would actually give this movie maybe a 9.8 there is somewhere around there i really enjoyed this movie it was great the only flaw i think it did have was that it didn't necessarily fleshed out Thanos' story that much I mean, you got the basis of what his goal was. It was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it pretty, pretty well. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I'm gonna talk about what the actual people um, enjoyed in the movie, so I guess people could look forward to that. So beware of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, don't even bother watching listen to this podcast. Okay, so. Here I go. I thought the, the, the way they've written Thanos was pretty well done. And I know people think that they changed Thanos. But they did change Thanos. But they didn't change the aspect of the of what was Thanos' uh, particular goal in Infinity Gauntlet. I read Infinity Gauntlet just last week. And... I noticed that Death's purpose was to—sorry, um sorry if I spoiled Infinity on it. Her purpose was to balance the universe, to balance the population because the population is affecting the universe. People are not just not living well under these overpopulated conditions, and she asked Thanos to do the job for her. And that's what it basically was. So, they just, I mean, the only difference in the movie was that they put that type of goal that Death had into Thanos. So, it kind of worked. And I like that. The only thing is, so, yeah, and the thing is, the great thing about this is they actually humanized Thanos. And it was great to see that. Because Thanos does come off as one dimensional sometimes in the comic books and movies are once again great with humanizing characters i disagree that about marvel villains being terrible in in the marvel cinematic universe i actually think that they have been great all the way through each character has a motivation a purpose and that's the way it should be you don't have to necessarily agree with their actions you don't have to have you don't you shouldn't be having Stockholm syndrome with these characters. I know a lot of people do for some odd reason. You're not supposed to sympathize with any villain because if once you sympathize with them, they're no longer a villain. They're an anti-hero at that point, like Doctor Doom and Magneto and a whole bunch of other characters. But I digress with that. But yeah, it's pretty well done. Move, well done movie. I love the characterizations. Especially with, I like they did with Gamora. And it's pretty sad for her to, like, see her sister get ripped apart. I mean, it was pretty bad. You could see that Thanos isn't all that there. He does have some craziness thoughts to himself. Yeah, he does care about the... The universe, the balance, but he does believe in in kind of a selfish way, and uh, you can totally see that in the con- in the movies. Another thing that I did pretty much like was I wasn't sure about liking this was um the argument about Iron Man. I mean <laughs> Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Having conflicting arguments with each other, they look like they didn't get along. And, for me, I've always seen them get along in the comic books, and maybe they got along in the comic books because it's been years. I had never, I haven't read, you know, the first time that Dr. Strange and Iron Man first interacted with each other. But, uh, I see them get along, they're pretty much in Illuminati together. So, they're like best friends in the comic books. So, it's it's kind of a different perspective to see in the movies. And I did like that. I did like that. There's just certain people you're not going to get along with at first. And you're probably going to get along with them eventually. It happens to me. There's some people that I, you know, don't get along at first. You have to fight a little just to get along sometimes. And... Some people some of those people actually become great friends. I think that's just gonna happen with Doctor Strange and Iron Man eventually. But yeah, it was it was pretty good. I actually enjoyed this. Another um this is one problem I did um sorta have was that uh Thanos was kinda overpowered. There was not that much of a balance in the fighting aspect of any war, but it did have some great fighting scenes. It's just, I don't know, for some reason, the characters were having a real tough tough time. And I I think the only reason why I felt indifferent about the action was because I'm used to seeing these characters fought me fighting in a different way. Like, so they're much more skilled in the comic books. And I guess... They don't show them to their true potential in the movie. But they do balance it in the way that the characters are struggling. And I really like that. And it works. I think. And I hate to break it to the people on the internet. But uh, I disagree with what everyone thinks about Star-Lord. I, I think that he was just being human. Of course, he's gonna react a little irrational because his girlfriend died. Yeah, you might not, you might say that Gamora is probably not his girlfriend, but he actually loved her, and they did have a kiss for their first, maybe the first time in the Infinity War movie. So I don't know what people's problem is. That's how human beings act when their loved ones have died. They act a little irrational and they go blow up sometimes even people freeze it's a normal human reaction i don't see the problem with it and star lord has act overreacted in the past he overreacted when they came to fighting ego that's his character and people try to have to understand that i guess a lot of people have you know (laughs) problems misunderstanding characters and that usually comes with comic books. Even in TV shows, people misunderstand the characters. But, um, I think I have a better. Maybe I understand them better. I don't know if for some reason I seem to do. But yeah, it's, it's, um. Another thing I did like in that movie was, um. I did like. About almost everything with that movie, it was it was really great. Especially with Vision and Scarlet Witch, they had a really great cre- um, chemistry romance. I did like uh, chemistry between Rocket Raccoon, Thor, and Groot. They had a great relationship with each other. It was it was funny to see Thor constantly calling Rocket a rabbit. <laughs> you could tell Thor is not really familiar with Earth. Animals, and Racket has no clue what the hell is he talking about. It's just so funny seeing that, and uh, it's it's great. Uh, I hope I didn't spoil myself by reading the Infinity Gauntlet book. I think I know it's gonna happen in the second part of Infinity War. I mean, it ma- makes me remain hopeful for 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 you know what's gonna happen, and. Yeah, the same things actually do happen. It's kind of almost word for word in the comic books. There is a part where the characters do get wiped out from reality. There is that part in the the comic book too. So, they almost went word for word. The only thing that's different is that they fight the Black Order and they fight... Thanos in different locations and I like that they did that because it gets a little bit balance of where the characters are it's not a whole bunch of characters fighting one person it's a little bit balanced I like that it was pretty great another thing was I noticed a lot of people did not like that the Black Order didn't have a backstory but I think that it was kind of implied, I'm not really sure, but I think they just, Thanos probably saved their the planets that they come from, like he balanced the population where they can live, and that made, that made them uh, believe in his cause, I think, and that's where they probably got it from, I'm not sure, but this is what I've been thinking. And that's why I feel like it's implying that these people are just the Black Order's followers. They didn't necessarily have a backstory in the comic books. And they were just a whole bunch of minions that Thanos, I mean, they were, that worked for Thanos. That's all it was. So I kind of like that Thanos has this backstory. So it could kind of give a backstory to the Black Order if you think about it. If you come of your own theory, so um, yeah, that's my theory right there, and I don't. People shouldn't establish it as fact. I hope people don't do that, but uh, <laughs> just say that it was in, that you think is implied when you tell other people, or say someone else thought of that. But yeah, that's what I think of it. But I really did like what they did with Black Order. It was really well done with those characters. They actually gave him personalities. That was great too. And this was a really fun movie. Se- seeing all these characters interact. It felt like a real comic book. And yeah. It felt like he was just watching a comic book. It felt like Crisis on Earth X once again. And it was great. Seeing all these character interactions. I really loved it really well. I can't wait to see. If it's going to happen in new War too. I think that's what, I mean that's what it basically is. I know it's not going to be called that, but it's a continuation of the first Infinity War, and they did leave off in a cliffhanger, so we'll get to see what happens with that. And I'm I can't wait to see Captain Marvel. Carol's one of my favorite characters, and I just can't wait to see her in action. And it's, I think it's gonna be great. And it's also one thing I did particularly like in Infinity War. I also liked uh, that Red Skull was in there. It was pretty interesting to see him. I noticed it wasn't the same actor as the previous um, Red Skull. Who It wasn't Hugo Weaving. It was actually the guy from Walking Dead. Who, um, he plays Aaron in Walking Dead, which is like one of the gay characters from Walking Dead. His name is Ross Minquan. I think he did a fantastic job as 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 Red Skull, and I think he can actually replace Hugo Weaving. He did a great job. I think he he was able to do just as great as Hugo Weaving. Um, I, mean, I mean, he just did a very phenomenal job, and um, I hope they use Red Skull again in the future. It's great to see this, and he kind of reminds me of the Unseen Nick Fury. In the comic books, you know, I think he's supposed to represent death. In kind of some different perspective kind of sort of way. Like he manipulates Thanos into killing Gamora. That, that was his purpose there, and I like that. It was pretty interesting. It was something different. It was, it was a really cool aspect. I think that's pretty much covers it for the movie. I'm not going to talk about the book right as now. Because <laughs> it might actually spoil what happens in the second part. And I don't kind of want to do that. If those people, if he, for the people who actually read Infinity Gauntlet, I think I, you know what I'm actually talking about. So, you probably know what's going to go on. And you know, who knows, it might actually change certain things. So who knows? And they actually borrowed some stuff from Infinity War. There's the actual comic book that's called Infinity War, and get to read that. And I did get to read Infinity. Um, that was another book by John Hickman. And it was it was a pretty good uh, event. I really liked it that one. Um, it did show the Black Order, but like I said, they didn't have much of a backstory. But it was great to see the Avengers fight, you know, the Black Court. And there was some great interactions with Captain America. He was really being a, you know, uh, general, which was a different aspect of him. And he was really following, like, this is war. We have to kill people here. And I thought that was an interesting perspective coming from someone who is a soldier. And I think that's how Captain America should be. He doesn't always have to kill, but when it's time for war, he does have to kill. That's what I normally believe, and that's what they were in and they war. That's an interesting story. I actually like that. So yeah, this is this is a good story. I really like the movie. And I think I think this would be one of the greatest Marvel movies of all time, and I'm hoping it will break box office records. So, you know, it already is. I know that. I'm aware of. But I hope it beats all of them. Uh, (laughs) But it's a great movie. They did really well. And that's all I have to say about it. I don't think I have anything else. By the way, if if I eventually do get... uh, You know, maybe some co-hosts. Maybe I'll do another Infinity War discussion with the co-hosts. Until then... Uh, that's my review for it. I just hope maybe the next time when I have co-hosts, I have more things to talk about. Cause I have no idea what else to talk about when it comes to fitting war now. Okay. So let me just stop running off. Now I'm going to talk about the comic books I read this week. I'm up to the, the week I'm up to is April 25th. So yeah, I'm up to that week as of yet, as of now. I'll try to catch up eventually so hopefully I'll catch up this week and and I'll guess we we'll go from there. Um the books I'm gonna be talking about is Marvel books for right now and then I'll go to DC and then I go to other. And the books I enjoyed this week what the number one book I actually enjoyed was The Mighty Thor number seven hundred and six Beware of spoilers. I'm going to end up spoiling it this time around. And um, if you haven't read these books, just <laughs> just pick them up, read them, and then listen to the podcast. I'm just going to tell you the list of books before going spoiler territory. And it's not in any particular order. I don't usually like to do particular orders of what's the best. But the best for me was The Mighty Thor. That was number one for the whole week, even for every even It beat Marvel DC. I mean, it it beat all the other publishers for me. I'm going to put, for Marvel, I'm going to say The Mighty Thor, Moon Knight, Exiles, Old Man Hawkeye, Lockjaw, Spider-Gwen, and Dr. Afra. Those are the top Marvel titles I've enjoyed this week. So now I'm going to talk about The Mighty Thor. I really enjoyed um, this 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 issue because it was interesting seeing how my um, Jane Foster interacting with Odin, and Odin was the guy he usually is, which is kind of a dick. He he didn't understand where Jane Foster was coming from and why she was Thor, and <laughs> Odin put his jealousy and his selfishness, which is what. Odin usually is. He He's kind of. Embracive with himself. He's kind of. Selfish sometimes. And he's very aggressive. And I like that. After Jane Foster. Argued her point. He agreed with her. And it was really great seeing that. And I also did like. Thor. Thor Odinson. Trying his best to um, revive Jane Foster. That was a great thing there because he actually used his God of Thunder powers without the Mjolnir. And that was great to see that because he finally realized that he doesn't need the Mjolnir to become Thor. He was actually using his Thunder powers, which is just like the movies. He doesn't need a hammer to order use his... <laughs> Powers. He is a god of thunder and I like that they did that and it was great. I mean the hammer was only a, a like a practice skill for Thor. He didn't really need it and I like this for him to have that. Uh, I hate to, I, this. There's one thing I didn't like about this particular issues is because uh, Jane Foster <laughs> doesn't actually die. And that's kind of disappointing because I was expecting her to die to have some consequence. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, Jane, it, it makes more of an impact if a character sacrifices herself for the betterment of humanity or Asgard at this point. It's it's just it was just it would be a great way to just, do it that way it'll be more meaningful and more powerful but they did the scapegoat route and actually you know odin and thor revives her and it's just eh, that part was kind of a little disappointing but i do still like the issue because there was great moments like the thor trying to revive her and the moments with odin and jane foster growing up as characters there's a little bit of character element there and i did like that so overall it was a great issue the art was great too i did like a lot of great art moments there and it was really fun uh so the next book i am be talking about is moon knight number 194 it was another uh great issue i really enjoyed it there was a uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it an origin story. I don't know why they actually called it that, but it was a story that was in Moonlight's past, and he meets a certain um, person that he actually looked up to. And, uh, it was one of his father's friends. It was a person who he, who he thought was a Jew but was only posing as a Jew and was an actual Nazi. And, I thought that was great. I hope to see actually if this this you know this person that that he met and looked up to and he actually found the truth about who he actually is when Moon Knight was a child. This a, is a backstory, so I actually liked that that story. So yeah, he he finds out who he is, and I'm just hoping that you get to see more of him. There hopefully there will be some future interaction. Maybe that's why they explain the story. So yeah, and I did like the. I'm still liking Moon Knight, Mark Specter having interaction with his daughter, telling him what kind of person he is, even though she doesn't understand it completely. He did explain this backstory for her, which doesn't explain who he is as of yet. I don't know if he's gonna, if he does end up explaining it. They don't show it because. As kind of retelling its origin and maybe the writer didn't want to do that but it was a really fun story to read it was great another title i did like was exiles 2 i know 3 just came out this week but I haven't picked it up yet and i haven't read it so i mean of course i haven't read it uh so so yeah um exiles was fun in this issue um it was a little jarring to read Valkyrie's uh, dialogue, because she did kind of talk like old English. I mean, she's supposed to, she's an Asgard. But they did it a little too much, a little too exaggerated. But it was fine. I mean, once it got to the humor aspect, it was okay, and I did enjoy it a lot. It was really, it was a lot of fun interactions, and I starting to like Kamala Khan in this universe. This universe, um, she's she's a little bit um, different. She's a little aggressive and cranky. I mean, she's an old woman, but not all women are cranky. But yeah, I, mean, I guess you know what I mean. But uh, it was a great thing. I pretty much enjoyed it, and there is some revelations about Nick Fury, and I like that. It was a really well done issue. Next issue I'm gonna be talking about is. Old oh, Man Hawkeye number four. It was pretty interesting. You get to see Hawkeye fight Beetle and you get to see why he fights him and it's pretty interesting. I actually liked it. They didn't explain the story in full detail, but I think we will get to that eventually once we get through the story. But I had it was the art has been really great. I think, I think the artist has been doing a really great job, it's been pretty good. The action was really well done too, and I'm just trying to look at the artist's name. Okay, uh, the artist is Marco Ticciato, it's, he's a, I really like his art, I've seen his art in Punisher by Greg Rucka, and it was, that series is particularly great. But I really enjoy what's been going on here. I think Ethan Sachs is doing a great job. I do like the whole action with Cra- Craven's kids and Bullseye. That was really great there too. So yeah, it was really well done. I actually did like that particular issue. Now I'm going to talk about uh, Lockjaw number three. I don't really like this series at this moment. But this issue was a good one. Um, you see Lockjaw and D-Man, they go to Spider-Ham's universe and it, they they interact with a few characters there. And it's just funny how they interact with them. And there's like, you find out some backstory with Mooster Fantastic, which is really funny and <laughs> it really made me laugh. You get to see uh, Lockjaw has a sister and she's an Inhuman too and it's just great seeing that it was really fun there's some very funny moments and interactions with with the spider um the characters in in the spider-man ham universe it was really fun i really enjoyed it it makes me think you know maybe i should try the next issue too hopefully they actually improve and maybe it was just a rough for the first two issues that's about it the next issue I'm gonna be reading I mean I'm gonna be talking about is uh spider Gwen number 31 yeah I pretty much had fun with that series as well there was storyline was it was Gwen Stacy from earth 65 interacting with Gwen Stacy from six one seven it was pretty interesting I like that uh Gwen Stacy. From the 617 universe. It's supposed to be Gwen Stacy from the 616 universe, but now that well, supposedly that Gwen Stacy went to that universe, it kind of shifted off into an alternate universe. That's how they got away with it. I thought that was pretty interesting, but, um, I like that Gwen Stacy from that universe try to convince Gwen Stacy to, to be a better person. Remain hopeful for what's going to happen. She thinks that she's doomed. She's going to have a, a terrible life because she's Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy's are just doomed to die. Or her father was is doomed to die because it's been happening in every single universe. The fact that it doesn't happen in 617, it makes her hopeful that... Maybe she won't fall into the same path as other Gwen Stacy's, and I like that. It was pretty good. It was interesting. I'm hoping to see what happens in the future with with Gwen Stacy, now that she's being hopeful about not things going a bad route. Um, There's only one thing that gets a little plaho ish is that the Gwen Stacy is the 617 universe. Is the Gwen Stacy in the future who's interacting with the Watchers? It's kinda weird that this didn't happen before, but yet the character is there. So it gets a little confusing there. Maybe I'm not sure if I missed anything. I guess he could let me know about that. But that sort that part wasn't really that clear for me. But it was still an enjoyable issue. I really liked that one. And the last Marvel issue, yeah. The next issue is Dr. Afro number 19. I really like that issue. It was pretty fun. I did like there was more interactions with Tonovan and Afra having their romance. It was pretty great. I like the relationship that they're having and it was pretty cool to, you know, see Triple <laughs> Zero get tricked finally. You know, he's a little crazy menacing. I like that. But it was great to see that that he that thought Afra um, well, Tonovan actually tricked her, I mean tricked Triple zero. and it was fun seeing that. I mean, yeah, it was really great and Afra tricked everyone there too. She was able to hack the machine to give you know false information to both the rebels and Triple zero. So that was a great thing for it to happen. So yeah, it was a pretty fun book. And it ends the arc for this one. And it's opening another arc in the next issue. So we'll see what happens. I didn't necessarily like these two particular issues. But I'm going to think, I think they're kind of worth talking about. Okay, it's Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number 303. I thought this issue was okay. I didn't necessarily like it. And I think I'm going to finally drop this series because it's not really doing good for me. I just wanted to find out one revelation, which I'm glad for, is for Teresa to be Peter Parker's actual sister. I really liked that. I was kind of disappointed from that, from... Um, James Robinson's um, graphic, original graphic novel was Fireman, where he just said uh, Kingpin was just mind-tricking Teresa to be Peter Parker's sister. But I kind of like that Chester Darksky made it canon because it kind of fits, you know. Peter Parker's parents were secret agents, and she's a secret agent, so it can work really well. And I like the relationship as established between Peter Parker and his now sister. I really like it. It's it's really well done and I hope to see more adventures with them. And that's what I'm glad about finding out. Another good thing was J. Jonah Jameson's um character development. That's another great thing about the book. But anything besides that, it's not that great. I didn't like that there was no really um Big consequence for what's going on with. I mean, there is a consequence, but they don't capitalize on it. I think it would have been a really big opportunity for maybe younger the younger Peter Parker or Aunt May to die because the older Peter Parker wasn't being responsible. He was being very irresponsible and not realizing what the dangers. Can become of of up, so messing up messing up someone else's timeline. He didn't really. I did, I think he did learn from it, but not as much as he would learn for it if it, a tragedy actually happened. But I do find it a little bit interesting that the younger Peter Parker did give up Spider Man. But you probably won't even see much of that anymore. Which is kind of disappointing because I guess you like to see the continuation of that story. Because it's kind of sad. But you won't probably won't because it's from another universe. That's a disappointing factor from it too. And that's why I'm kind of dropping this too. There's some disappointing factors in it too. And it's been having disappointing factors for a while. I don't like how Peter Parker's written in this particular series at all. He seems kind of an idiot. And that's not... To me, that's not Peter Parker's style at all. Another issue I want to talk about I didn't like too much was The Hunt for Wolverine, number one. It was okay. It just felt very plot I'm not so sure. I mean, I had to look back and check. It's been a while since I read The Death of Wolverine. It's been years, so my memory's kind of iffy on that. But it felt very plot the whole funeral with the X Men kind of stuff, because they never spoke that, about that, and I notice it's just weird that they ran randomly had that moment all of a sudden. And I'm definitely gonna have to look back on it and um and see what the flaw actually was, but I'll I digress about it, but um. There was some good things about it. I did enjoy the action a little bit. It was a little bit fun. And I did like the funeral moments. There were some great talks with certain characters like Cyclops and... It was it was pretty neatly done. It wasn't too bad. The, the, the dialogue was pretty much standard. It wasn't too bad. I liked some of the dialogue. I did like some of the dialogue with Kitty Pryde. She she says some pretty good things, and and it's pretty interesting to I guess, I guess it's pretty interesting to see how they find out that you know Wolverine is actually alive. And that's about it. I guess it's still worth checking out. I'm not so sure, but I think I'll still try it after a few times. It's also pretty nice that you know Kitty Pryde is looking out for. Iron Man and Daredevil to help her out. It's a pretty interesting perspective and I think it could work. I just want to see what keeps going on the next couple of issues. Now I'm gonna go to DC titles. Um the top the, the series I lo- I liked for DC were Doom Patrol, Detective Comics, Imaginary friends. I mean, fine fiends, not friends. Imaginary fiends. Injustice Two. Um, Mira, Queen of Atlantis. Raven, daughter of the darkness. The Flash. The Demon. Hell is Earth. Mother Panic. Gotham A. D. Trinity. Wonder and Wonder Woman. I didn't necessarily like Mister Terrific. I mean, the the Terrifics that much but it was still enjoyable so I'm going to mention that one too I'm going to first discuss Doom Patrol number. I'm going to talk about Doom Patrol number 11 and it continues what the last story was about with Retcon they give the I forgot what his name was already the Retcon guy the one that just shows uh, copyright withhold <laughs> which is pretty funny you get to see his backstory, and I liked seeing his backstory. It was a great uh, motivation. I mean, he just was a person that was forgotten. He didn't like that he was forgotten, and he wanted to fight back. And the way he fought back was finding, you know, some type of, I guess, some type of metal that could wreck on things, which is pretty funny. And I thought that was interesting. You get to see. A lot of interactions with the characters another good things that this story leads to milk wars after when it ends and i like that you know how they explain that because i was kind of wondering when does the story take place does it take place before milk wars or after and it shows that it actually comes out after which i like that it was pretty fun i really want to look forward to what's going to happen in the next issue I did like what's um the magician kid that was there. I totally forgot his name too, sorry for that. And I liked what they did with him with his parents and hopefully you can see more of those characters and they did show Rita Far, but they didn't show her that much. So it was a pretty fun issue. I really liked it. Another issue I'm gonna be talking about is uh Detective Comics nine hundred and seventy nine. That was another fun issue. It was it was it was my favorite DC comic of the week. There was some great. I don't know. It really they really did the OMAC um, villain pretty well. Usali's is is becoming a great villain for Tim Drake. He's like his own arch nemesis, more like you know Batman versus Joker, and I like that. He's very cynical and very intelligent, just like Tim Drake, and it works for him. I really like how he did that. It's a pretty great thing. I also did like the action, even though the art is a little, I don't know, it's, it struggles on certain panels, but it does a pretty good job. I mean, you can see what's going on, so it's still good to me, I, I think. I could see that they have the influence from Arrow. They're using a villain because I mean, in Arrow, I'm not sure if it's the same exact character, but it was there's the same basis where a character that has control over Brother I. and you could see that they had some influence from that. And I liked the way they did it here. They made the character even better than the Arrow version, and it's just great. I really did like the interactions with. Batman and C- um, Kate Kane's father. And it was a really fun issue. Um, and I'm hoping to see more as the story goes and develops. It's, it's been one of my favorite series as of right now for Rebirth. I've really been enjoying it. So yeah, the next issue I'm going to talk about is the final issue of Imaginary Fiends. That's another good one. Imaginary Fiends number 6. It was a mini-series apparently. I didn't know that. But um, it does conclude the story up a bit. I mean... It does... There is some little bit plot holes with... Because you do see... uh The Asian chick. Uh, her... Um, the Asian woman. Uh, she... Uh, she has a imaginary fiend which is like a monster and it ends up dying and then it comes back alive somehow with no explanation and that's a little bit of a flaw in the book but uh i did like how they were able to conclude it at least that was a that was a i guess a good part of it and this series was pretty much fun i like how you get to see how a schizophrenic cop fights a schizophrenic um criminal and get to see you know struggles with schizophrenia and it's like she she uses her disability as a skill here and i like that it was pretty interesting to see that um happen in this series and it completed very well even though it had one little plot hole but It was still fun. I think they only did the plow because maybe it wasn't supposed to be six issues and it became six issues. Who knows? But it was really well done, I think. And I guess people should probably look forward to picking this series up. The next issue I'm gonna be talking about is Injustice Number Two, which is chapter fifty five. And it was mainly about it was mainly about the Red Lanterns fighting Hal Jordan's Sinestro and um, Sinestro's daughter. My name can't the name can't come off my head for some reason. Whatever, but yeah, uh, it was pretty cool seeing the interactions they had there. I mean, I really did like the the little action that they had there. It was pretty fun. I I really did enjoy it. They had some great interactions and great action. And you know, you get to see how Jordan as a Red Lantern, which I was dying to see because they did tease that aspect in in the video game. And I like that, you know, we get to finally see it here. So I hoping to see more of How Jordan as a Red Lantern and see what he does with it in the next issue. So I'm looking forward to that. I enjoy this one. Okay, um, the next issue I liked was Mira, Queen of Atlantis number 3. I really did enjoy this issue more than the other ones I've been talking about lately. It's right up there with Detective Comics. There is some great interaction with Ocean Master and his family. He has a little argument with his wife. And Mira, you know, helps out with that. They She's able to reconcile and... The funny thing is that the wife was able to reconcile what's going on with Mira and Ocean Master too. So the great things that they were able all to work together. Another great the character development moment in this particular issue. It was really great. Very well done. I really did like the action too. It was pretty much fun. You get to see a little bit of a flaw from Mira. You know, She trusts her ex-boyfriend to help fight in this war. Which is kind of ballsy. I didn't think she was actually going to do that. We'll see what happens. It'll probably cause more conflict as the next issue goes. I'm really looking forward to that. The next book I'm going to be talking about is Raven, Daughter of the Darkness, number four. This is another series I'm starting to like. It's a limited series by Mar Wolfman. And uh, I've been liking this series, I liked his previous one. And this one is actually becoming better than the previous one. But it's it's a great story. I really like what's going on here. You get to know more about Raven's mother and her, fa- and her family. You know, why the family's a little bit separated. Why there isn't much of an interaction with Raven's mother and her aunt. And I like that they actually explained that. It was pretty well done. It was a great you know story there is some great action in it as well good art too it was a very well done book and i think people should you know look up into this you get to know more about raven and a bunch of other characters you know you can get to learn where she comes from and how her story goes it excuse me and she develops the character really well i really enjoy that series and I'm looking forward to even more. The next issue is gonna let's see, uh, the Flash number forty-five. I really enjoyed this series. It was it was pretty average. This issue was pretty average. There's some nice moments with uh, Mina, Barry. They really get they get to talk to each other and you know develop each other some more. You get to learn and grow from each other. Which I did like that. That was really well done. You also get to see some revelations. is going to happen. Probably the next Teen Titans issue. Kid Flash and Robin. And you get to see some redemption. With Godspeed. And I'm looking forward to that. I hope they develop that a little bit more. It was really well done. I really enjoyed it. And I want to see eventually the... See what they do with the backstory with Wally West, the the older Wally West. I'm not sure how it's gonna work. It might be convoluted, like Superman's when they merge the two uh, Superman characters together into one person, and it just got a little messy. I didn't really like that. And I'm thinking I'm gonna jump into another headache in the next issue. It might end up combining the pre-52. The pre-new 52 flat um Wally West with the new 52 Wally West. They might have some combined origin stories, make it all messy and confuse the hell out of you. So (laughs) I'm going to look forward to that in the next issue and see how it works. But I did like this particular issue. The next issue I'm going to be talking about is the final issue of the Demon... How is Earth Number Six? And this was a mini series too. I did like this issue too. It had a great, great way of ending the story. It was no plot holes. It was not messy. It was not rushed. It was just smooth right there, which is great because not a lot of mini series get that. And you didn't get that imaginary fiends, but you did get it in this in this series. The demon. Hazard did a great job on ending the story. and ended all the plots. It just did a great job. There was no plot holes either. It was really well done. And it was great seeing... You know, Etrigan fight his father. It was just wonderful. I liked it. Great um, interactions. Great action. It's just a really great story. You get to see the characters struggle. You get to see... Uh, Jason Blood, Madame Xanadu, and they all help Etrigan out, which is a great thing. And Merlin, too, you know. They all do their part, and it's just great. You know I mean, it's, it was a really good story. And this show was mostly action-based, but I understand it because they're trying to finish the story here. And it was really well done. It helped me, me get to see more of this... um of these characters, you know, I mean I missed them from Demon Knights and um uh, I'm hoping to see more of that in the future. Maybe this is just a potential uh, future with them and Andrew constant did a great job on these characters and I'm hoping that maybe he'll write the you know the Demon Knights re- uh Demon Knights relaunch with these characters. It'll be a great you know for him to write that. He does a really good job of the characters. And I think people should look, you know, look up Demon Knights and, you know, look into that series. It was a pretty great series. And it only ran 23 issues. And, uh, it was really great. I enjoyed it. It was, um, written by, um, Paul Cornell. It was a really great series. So, yeah, I pretty much enjoyed this this mini series. I think people, you know, should pick this up. It was really fun. Another series is Mother Panic, Gotham AD. Yeah, it's Mother Panic, Gotham AD number two. This is another fun issue. I really enjoyed this one too. You get to see some great moments with Mother Panic and Catwoman. It's great to see what happens to Cat. What What has happened to Catwoman from the, from, the past to the future. And uh, they did do some teases with Batwoman, not Batwoman, Batman and Catwoman. That you know they're getting married and stuff. They did a little teas there. I'm not sure they actually spoiled what's gonna happen, but they did brushed off on it, which was pretty interesting. And I did like the interaction with these two. They were they didn't get long at first, but they were together and they eventually got where they needed to be. And it was pretty interesting seeing that. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, this series has been coming, you know, better so far. I mean, the previous volume of this series wasn't that great, and it sucks that this series is getting canceled. Um, because it was just picking up. This is where his strong point really is. This God from AD storyline is really great and interesting. The writing actually developed this time. And it worked out pretty well. I'm sad for it to go. The next series. I'm going to talk about now. Is. The Terrifics number 3. I didn't necessarily like this issue. That much. It was. It was a little. A hurdle to get in. Get to the book. I mean. It's kind of. The reason why I didn't like it too much. Was because. Metamorpho was written like a total idiot. Oh my god, it was really bad with with him and Sapphire. The interaction with them, too, wasn't really that great. The relationship needs work, it just doesn't work. And it's just kind of a little jarring in there because it just did not work. I mean, Sapphire is trying to make Metamorpho understand because she. She loves her father, but her father is a dick. I mean, she's not. It's kind of surprising that she's not seeing that when she actually saw that in the Legends of Tomorrow miniseries. She knew her father was really of an asshole. So this. I don't know. It seems like they just restarted that and not even care what happened in that book and just jump on from one here. It just restarted everything and just. Ugh. It wasn't that great, that particular part. But there was some great moments with Plastic Man. He was, he was a humor, the comedy relief character in this book, and I did enjoy it a lot. I mean, yeah, got a little cheesy, but it was funny. I did enjoy that, and he was trying. It looked like he was trying to, you know, get the group comfortable with each other because they're like brushing. They like. Fighting off of each other. And didn't like that. It was ugh. But I think they have to get through that. Just to you know. Get to. Making the characters comfortable with each other. Maybe Plastic Man is going to be the job to do that. This. This this series. I think it's a little bit more work. Hopefully it will get better as the issues go on. But I don't know. i hoping Jeff Lemire does a great job. With these characters. I love his writing but. He's just not working here with these characters. I don't know what's going on. I think. The reason why I'm talking about this particular series. Is because. I think it could work. If they just. Made the characters get along eventually. And I hope it does get to that point. It gets a little jarring. To see the characters not get along. But I'll see what happens. I do like what's going on with Plastic Man. And I'm hoping that he brings the light into this book the next ser- series i'll be talking about is Tr- the um trinity number 22 which is the final issue of this series i'm pretty sad about that i wish it could um last a little bit longer james robinson came to this book really late i'm kind of disappointed about that he was making his series good And he only had four issues to write, and it was it was really well written. And sadly, the last issue had to rush a little bit just because, I mean, it was the last issue, and they had to climactic as much as they can. And that was kind of a little disappointing. But yeah, it's it's it was a really well done issue. I really liked it. I did like what they had with Demos. I don't know much about him, but I got to know more I got to know about him in this particular issue. They had some backstory with the government, which was great. It was really well done. The action was a little you know rushed off. You don't really know how they finished the battle. they just explain it briefly. you don't see it happen, which is that's why I kind of felt disappointing there but um he was able to finish the story that way, which is, I guess, is a, is a good way of doing that. Um, but the art is real beautiful. I really like the art here, and it's really great. It was really fun, and I wish James Robinson was able to write more issues of this um, this series. It was really well done. I think if he had <laughs> more time to write this... He would have had a more complete story. And it would have been... This series probably would have gone a little bit longer if he was writing since the beginning. But it wasn't... He wasn't writing since the beginning. And they put him in the issues right when the series was already canceled. It was like, yeah, four issues to write left. And that was kind of disappointing. And... uh I think you kind of made this, um, this series into a great run. But we're not going to see that. The next series I'm going to ru- talk about is Wonder Woman. Which is another series written by James Robinson. Wonder Woman number 45. I know the recent issue came out this week. I haven't caught up on it yet. I have to pick it up. But yeah... It was a really great issue. I really liked this one. This one's really up there with, you know, Detective Comics and and Mira and Raven. They were really great. It was really great. It's, it's, you get to see, um, Jason interact with Hippitalia, his mother, or, or Hippolita, whatever you want to pronounce it as. But, um,. It was it was really great to see them finally interact and Jay's Robinson does a great job in in concluding the storyline is the end of the story arc and he does explain how this dark side arrive at just the odyssey you know how is he you know supposedly working with them it, he explains it really well and I like that cuz I was hoping to get the answer to that when I heard about you know Justice League Odyssey and he's gonna be working with the Justice League in that team in that team I mean, in that book, and I was like wondering, how can Darkseid be a good guy and if he's a bad guy here, he's he's his normal self there, and they show that he just something happens to him, Wonder Woman. Gets all the gods out of him. By showing love and compassion. Which is great. Because that's what Wonder Woman is. And. It's just great to see all the. You know. All the gods pull away from Dark Side And Darkseid. You know resets himself. He becomes a different person. He has no idea who he is. He just ends up in another world. We don't even know where he's at. At this moment. I'm hoping to see what happens to him in Justice League Odyssey, and it's great how James Robinson did that. He did a perfect job with that. It was really great. I'm hoping to see more with Jason and Wonder Woman, and I like the the whole interaction with Steve, Trevor, and Wonder Woman. It's all working out great. It's just, uh, I really like what James Robinson is doing. He's become my favorite writer again, and it's, it's just great. I, I'm i really liking Wonder Woman again. I didn't like it when Greg Rucka was on. And I think J.F. Robinson is a great replacement for, for Wonder Woman. He really knows her character well. And he knows all the other characters well too. He writes really great stories with them. And now the other book I'm going to be talking about is Shadow Man. number two from Valiant. This is the last issue I'm going to be talking about. I really did like this issue too. There was some great interactions with Shadow Man. His love interest. I forgot her name. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just... It was really well done. It's by Andy Diggle. And the R is by Steven Sogega. Sogeva. I don't know how to pronounce that. It was really r- fun. I liked what was going on here. Jack Boniface struggling himself and... It worked really well, and there's some <laughs> pretty dark things that happen. I guess there's a body transfer, or I don't know what's going on with, with the villain here. Um, I guess they'll explain it more as the next issue goes on. But it was really well done. I like I liked what's been going on. It was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I think this series is going to be a good Valiant series. There hasn't been that many good ones as of late there was good ones when they first started but now i don't know the quality of valiant is going down and i think this is one of the good ones now i'm looking forward to the next issue i think i'm actually gonna like this one and there is some great action there too and great art so i guess people can you know actually pick up this series i think i'm gonna be picking up for the long run it's really well it was really well done. So yeah, now I'm gonna be talking about my pool list. I'm gonna talk about this briefly. I mean I'm not gonna go into too much details on what you know what is coming up in this um pool list because I really don't know. I'm kinda behind so I can't really tell what's gonna be the details of these pool lists. I mean the books on this pool list. This is for Mace. 16, 2008. Um, I'm going to be picking up Superman Special Number 1. Green Lanterns Number 47. Aquaman Number 36. Star Wars Pro- Poe Dameron Number 27. Justice League No Justice Number 2. The Avengers Number 2. Batwoman Number 15. Ba- uh, the Brave and the Bold Batman and Wonder Woman Number 4. Ben Riley, The Scarlet Spider, number eighteen. Moonshine, number ten. The Punisher, number two hundred and twenty-four. Cable, 150, number one hundred and fifty-seven. The Mighty Thor, Gates of Valhalla, number one. Kick-Ass, number four. New Challengers, number one. Hunt for War Rain, The Claws of the Killer, number one. X-Men, The Wedding Special, number one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Universe, number twenty-two. Weapon H number three. You Are Deadpool, number three. Bloodshot Salvation, number nine. Quicksilver, No Surrender, number one. Dead number four. Batman, Sentence of the Father, number four. Ninja K, number seven. Cave Carlson has an Installer Eye, number three. Future Quest Presents, number ten. And uh I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh I hope people could look forward to that. Um I mean this is a way, you know, to see, you know, hey, maybe I should probably look into his reviews since he's picking up these books. Um this is you know what books to look forward to that I'm gonna be reviewing for the next podcast. That's what I just see it as for this full listing. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty much done with this, um, with this podcast, guys. So, uh, I'm hoping to find you co-hosts. Um, you can email me at ultimate awesomeness520 at gmail.com. If you want to probably join the podcast, I'll give you my discord and um we can talk you know and just see if we can you know do this kind of thing and hopefully i'll find someone to talk about this um infinity war with you know have more interaction and discussion about it yeah i think i think this went pretty well i think i actually do this alone if i have to it wasn't pretty much that bad i just enjoy this So I'm going to try to do this more often. So yeah, so every time when there's a podcast where I can't have people on, I mean, that doesn't have people on, for some reason they're probably busy or just don't have anyone at the moment, I think I can do the podcast by myself. So yeah, um... So yeah, like I said, hit me up, and we'll see from there. So, um... Hope you guys enjoy the next podcast, and I see you. I'll see you guys later. All right, bye. Have fun. <laughs> enjoy the podcast.